we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Hi everyone, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. If you're watching it on the internet or listening to a podcast version of the show, make sure to subscribe so that you get notified when a new show is released. And if you'd like to find links to videos or mp3 files, just go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com and you can also submit any eerie experiences you've had at the Submit Your Story tab. Also, hook up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where you can find information not only about new shows, but also about monthly free merchandise giveaways. So, get comfortable, enjoy this new episode, and just imagine it's a dark and stormy night where not a creature is stirring, not even a mouse. And if a creature is stirring, you hope But it's here we a go, mouse. hour two. Hour two, I made sure to leave something left in the tank for my second date tonight. And if you know her like I do, I'm going to need it because she truly is an all things paranormal authority. If she starts teaching a course in the paranormal, I'm enrolling. Television and radio personality, author, blogger, and on and on. There can only be one. Marlene Pardo Pelliser. How are you, Marlene? Fantastic, Sean. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You took this on such short notice. Um, and I know it's 9 o'clock where you're at on the East Coast. Yes. So thank you so much for being with me for an hour. Um, I don't know what else to say other than you have so much to talk about, so much to uh, just just to put out there. I'm just going to go ahead and turn my mic and headset off, leave the room for a while, and I'll come back in an hour, okay? <laughs> No, 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 come on, no, come on. We've got a lot to talk about. Okay, I'm going to start off. I told everybody in the first hour I was going to ask my second guest the same thing. So here we go. What are your plans for Valentine's Day? Believe it or not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm doing a presentation at a holistic fair, a holistic exposition. <laughs> oh, that, well, well, it's you, like, it's well, like. That, it's, I printed it out. I have it right here in front of me. That's uh, February. Join me. Saturday, February 16th at 1 p.m. for my presentation, Hypnosis and the Paranormal. How cool is that? The Spirit University presents AHA Holistic Health Expo. Saturday and Sunday, February 16th and 17th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., two fun days, a ton of exhibitors, an obstacle course, conferences, workshops, demonstrations, 
It's at the Bradenton Convention Center, and that's in Palmetto, Florida. It's only $10 to get in. Uh, guys, I for all of you there that live there, that's a no-brainer. For all of you that have the means to travel and get there, that's a no-brainer. But that looks like a wonderful, wonderful event. So yes. you might as well go ahead and talk to us about it. I've got I've got the flyer right here. Talk to us about the AHA Holistic Health Expo. Well, mostly they're going to have, they've got a ton of speakers coming on, and a lot of it has to do with, of course, mind-body connection, uh, different spiritual aspects. Uh, I'm doing it about the hypnosis and the paranormal. Um, and it, it, for people that are not familiar, I don't Sarasota is actually the town, because a lot of people are not familiar with Palmetto per se, but it's right there uh almost uh, just in the area of Tampa, Florida, on the west coast of Florida is where they're going to have it. Mm -hmm. And they've got a, a, it's packed full of great, great speakers about different aspects having to do with uh, the holistic. And that's the thing that anybody who understands about holistic approaches to health, spirituality is absolutely a cornerstone of that. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I, I'm, there's uh, lots of uh, MDs which are uh, doing a presentation because I think that finally they're coming around to realizing, uh, as far as Western medicine is concerned, that they have to integrate all these aspects as far as to treat people for illnesses. Hmm. That's going to be such a cool event. Down in Florida, what's the weather like now? <laughs> it's about like, it's like 70 degrees. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. that's wonderful. Yes, it's great. It's great. Um, that's just, you know, that's just a, a cool thing to do. Um, if it was here, if, if it ever becomes um, uh, Dr. Marlene Pardo Pellicer's traveling holistic event, uh, I'm all about it. If you can get out this way, I don't travel much, but that sounds just like a really cool event, a lot of fun. Yes. And um, and you get something out of it. It's not the same old same old. No. So no. Um, there's there's a, there's first... enough speakers there that whatever your interest is in that area, you're gonna find somebody that's gonna talk about it. Very very cool guys. Don't forget that it's Saturday. Let me see here. Saturday and Sunday, February 16th and 17th, and it's in Palmetto, Florida, at the Bradenton Convention Center. The AHA Holistic Health Expo, and you can go and give Marlene a hard time um, if you get down there and see her. Yeah. <laughs> no okay, problem. more Valentine stuff coming your way. Advice. You are. I, I joke about it, but I mean this sincerely. That you are the all things. I, I started to, to list the list of all the things that you're involved in and it's just so much but you truly are the all things paranormal authority in my eyes and we're going to get to all of that but you're as qualified as anybody to give advice for lovers mm -hmm. how, how that, well so got to do it. it depends are we talking existing relationships or people wanting to find the relationship uh, whatever Whatever the spirit moves you to talk about. Okay, let's 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 go with. Um, I used to see clients uh, that were looking for the relationship. Okay, because I I think most people at some point they want to have 
you know, maybe they've gotten their their career, their job squared away, and the biological clock is ticking, and you know they're ready to start a family. They're ready for a serious relationship, and um, believe it or not, I, I would have uh, a lot of the times my advice would be sometimes people make too much of a you know like a mental checklist of what that potential person's got to be like yeah and they exclude everybody else and that's something that people have to stop doing don't get me wrong you must have standards absolutely but sometimes you have to give it a chance go on a couple of dates before you turn somebody away and um i i had a lot of clients that it was it was incredible they would tell me their important relationships oh they we just ended up being friends and a lot of times i find that people just to play it safe emotionally because maybe they got hurt they kind of tend to end up in relationships that they know oh you know what like in in, in other words i'm maybe attracted to this person but down the road i know that it'll end and it will be just friends because it's safer that way so mm-hmm. People got to learn to uh, be a little bit willing to risk meeting somebody. Maybe if, maybe somebody that even like really shakes you up. Sometimes people get a little bit afraid of that feeling. That is if you're really trying to find a long-lasting relationship. Okay, that is one of the fundamental keys. Uh, and then, of course, you take it from there. But be more open to meeting somebody and not going all, only with that mental checklist, uh, especially if that person is very successful in other areas of their lives. Sometimes they want a, uh, how can I say it, um, a made-to-order partner. Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong. But at the same time, I think they cheat themselves out of possibly the relationship that they're looking for because that's that's usually what escapes them. They don't have that person that they're looking for which is besides the the sexual chemistry, the love that is a partner, is their friend, you know, somebody that they can trust and vice versa. And that, again, they have common interests, but at the same time, they give enough, each other enough space to do their own thing if that happens to be not what they're interested in. So, yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say it nowadays, there's a lot of distrust in potential relationships. <laughs> you know, people are very careful sometimes uh, going into relationships. There's almost like they're expecting the other person not to be trustworthy. There's a lot of it's it's complicated nowadays to be in a serious relationship, Sean. It really yeah, is. Yeah, you're. It is. Um, it's. It, what is your take on you know uh, this saying is old, opposites attract. But, you know, it's like Sharon and I, there's many things that we are very opposite on, but there's many things that we're a lot alike in, and it just works. Um, what is your take on the having someone that's into everything that you're into versus opposite, the opposites attract type thing? Okay. Believe it or not, really, that, you know, that saying opposites attract is the way it should work. Okay. Opposites attract because you complement, you have what that other person lacks. And we're not talking total opposites, diametrically opposed, but you have certain um, personality, 
habits. For, and I'm going to give you an example. You might have one partner, which is the kind of person that if they walk into a party and they don't know anybody, don't worry, in an hour, they know everybody. Yep. And they'll sit there and they'll make jokes to strangers. And then you have the other person who's in the corner nursing a drink. Believe it or not, those that's a good compliment. Okay. For yeah. long-lasting relationships. Uh, that opposites attract is very good. Um, and sometimes, again... People, it, it's surprising sometimes how people, um, especially if they've had a, 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 a like a heartbreak with that type of person, which is really what they need, they kind of like stay away from them. And I'm and I'm gonna make I'm gonna bring something in on the on the paranormal aspect of love uh, here, Sean, when it comes to love. And this is because I ran across it with uh, with some of the clients I used to have where they would tell me, you know what, I was in this relationship, uh, it was over, but I can't seem to stop thinking about this person. I'm ready to move on, and for some reason, I can't, I think about that person, but I don't want to be with that person, blah, 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 blah. One of the things I found was that sometimes we have ties on a spiritual, metaphysical level with this person, okay? And that's why some people, they they get stuck. They 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 fail to attract new romance. Okay, uh, sometimes this happens. Also, um, they can't leave the past behind. Maybe it was something that they didn't want to end, but it did. And what will happen is, let's say they go to an event, and physically they might appear to be unaccompanied, but on a, phys- on a metaphysical plane, they're giving off vibes that they're still emotionally unavailable. In other words that they're in love with somebody else or if there's still ties between people because people don't realize that when you're in a relationship with somebody okay even if you break up and you might be even living in different there's still an exchange of energies and enmeshment that sometimes is like a cord between you both and people have to get rid of that and by this I don't mean forget about the person because what whichever way you like it you know whether it was a good relationships or a bad relationship it's part of your past but people need to do sometimes uh, conscientious what I call cord cutting like let it that person go vice versa and it's surprising what will happen as far as the romantic life is concerned and then yes. we can get into you know attracting the right type of person and this also holds true uh, you know, you sometimes people, yeah, I, I'm sure you've heard of people getting into relationships and somehow or other it goes south for them and, and they'll keep saying, oh, I don't understand. Why do I always end up with this type of person? You know, like they keep repeating the same type of uh, pattern with the yeah. kind of person they end up in. Sometimes this has to do with that because they're still, they still got a cord between themselves and that original person and they're, they can't get the original so they try to like a replacement um, person and that's not really who they really would makes them happy but uh, that that's something that people should consider especially if they're trying to get into a new romance and something or somebody different they want a different outcome in the relationship than what happened before what do you think about when people say you know uh, I'm in love we're planning to get married but we're definitely not planning on having children because by the time my child grows up, the world won't be worth living in. Oh, come on. I, I, You know what? I'm afraid that there are people that say that 
And I'll tell you what, if both persons, I, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, you, people should have that. Okay. Okay. Because I've, I've run across this. Number one, this should be something both people agree on wholeheartedly. Okay. Before they commit. In other words, don't have one partner say that when you just said, like, I'm not. And the other person be thinking, no, nah, you know what? He, I'll change his or her mind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later on, you know, I, I'll get them to come around to my way of thinking. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that because <laughs> that usually backfires really bad. So, yeah, if that's the way both people feel, even though personally I won't agree to that, I would say, okay, fine. You know what? If you don't think this is not, you know, in other words, if you're going to have a child, it's because you really want to be wholeheartedly a parent because that's very yeah. important. But again, both people have to be on the same page. That's really something, something super important uh, in a couple that's that are considering being parents or not be parents. Well, you talk about the trust factor in the beginning, and everybody now gets into these marriages. It's not like oh. back in the well. There's there's exceptions, but it's not like back in the day. And there was divorce back in the day too. I know, mm -hmm. and uh, spousal abuse and all that stuff. But uh, like my parents, prior to them passing, um, they both celebrated, got a chance to celebrate their fiftieth wedding anniversary, wow. which you don't you don't see or hear about that very oh. often. And a lot of people are getting into these relationships, and they'll also say, well, we would have a family, but who knows how long we'll be together. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know what? Once upon a time, prenups existed for people that were ultra mega wealthy. Okay. But prenup did not exist in the lexicon of regular, ordinary people, even if you had a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, I've heard it's become more and more common for people to go into marriages with a prenup. And it's like... Uh, well, it's a it's it's a fifty fifty. Sometimes it's a deal breaker when the man yeah. or the woman comes to their spouse or their future spouse or whatever and says, "Now listen, I've thought about you know we should do the prenup thing." Sometimes the other person freaks out. Yeah, yeah. Again, and that's something you definitely need to come to terms with uh, before you get married. Because, but yeah, and but. Let's put it this way. When people s start having those thoughts that you described, forget putting the, the break on the having the baby part. You need to put a break on the marriage part. <laughs> okay? Don't, yeah. Don't even go to the baby thing because there's something here that is that there's either... And, and you know what? I, I've found, Sean, that people sometimes have... Let's say in a relationship, let's say, you know how sometimes people expect, you know, by this age, I want to get married. Like you said, maybe they're like, they're getting a little bit older. Their friends have gotten off and gotten married, have family. So they're thinking, oh, I got to do it. And sometimes they pick a person that they're attracted to, but it's like, yeah, this is the right type. And they really do have serious doubts. But they, instead of saying, you know, I'm not being honest with myself or they put up those excuses, like what you said, the, you know, um, why bring another child into uh, into this world yeah. or I know it's not going to last. And it's like, okay, there's something here that you're not dealing with and you're putting it, you're, you're putting it on the wrong thing. Uh, I absolutely believe that. Um, let's put it this way. I do believe in marriage. Absolutely. I know a lot of people, it's more acceptable for people to live together. And I believe that they've done studies where they find that uh, couples that 
prior to getting married don't live together sometimes do better than the ones that don't it and but again that's different for everybody not everybody's on the yeah. same page i think mostly what it boils down to is the kind of commitment that you're willing to bring to the relationship whether it's officially married or monogamous whatever it is it's that you're willing to in your mind think i'm going to be with this person till whenever and it's you know it's it's easier said than done oh, you know wait until the right time but you know it worked i didn't set out to do that i didn't get married till i was 40. okay but uh obviously me waiting worked out for me yeah and um you know sharon and i just recently celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary so yeah, go figure i would have and before meeting her i would have never thought you know now nah, i've got really not a whole lot to offer in in today's relationship in today's dating world what people are looking for um you know i'm a weirdo i drink too much i still dabble a little bit in some drugs i still uh you know i like big dogs and i'm a weirdo ghost hunter who wants to be with that kind of guy um and all that's changed for me you know um since uh meeting her so unbeknownst to me the whole waiting thing uh, worked out so yes. I don't want people to feel like oh well it's over now I'm 35 40 50 it's not gonna happen no it can right. still happen right and but you know what sometimes people cave into peer pressure especially if all their friends have paired up and they kind of feel like uh, I'm the odd person out here yeah but uh, no but it's not a one-size-fit-all either Sean you're right. It isn't. Well, as usual, you uh, wonderful responses. Um, I feel that you've helped some people out there listening and only uh, said as only you could say it. I'm going to hammer you in the net. We're a couple of minutes away from the last break of the show. I'm going to hammer you on paranormal stuff when we get sure. back. And this is this is a paranormal show. And people will say, yeah, buddy, get to the paranormal. Well, <laughs> love is very paranormal, in my opinion. Yes, it is. True love, I believe, is a very, is a very paranormal thing. And mm -hmm. um, so it, it is what it is. But there's so much I want to cover with you. Before we go to break, just throw this out there to people so they can do a little research before we get back. Stories of the Supernatural, Miami Ghost Chronicles, Nightshade Diary, Stranger than fiction stories. Did I miss anything? Well, I just launched a, a new one that's called Supernatural Storytime, which is all the true stories that people have sent to me over the years. Oh, don't let's talk about that when we get back. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, what is that called again? Supernatural Storytime. Supernatural Storytime. I want to talk a little bit about uh, one of your new books, and you've got a million of them. I don't know how you do it. Um, the one that you. There's some weird guy on here that you had do the forward in the book named Reverend Sean Whittington. Yeah. And I it's mean. called Supernatural Safety. That's a killer book because that's <laughs> needed right now, big yes. time in our field. Yes. And that's going to lead me into hopefully having time to talk to you about people that are not practicing uh, supernatural safety. So, brothers and sisters, this is The Rev. This is Vegas Supernatural. My very special guest in hour two is the one and only Marlene Pardo Pelliser. This is the last break of the, sh of the evening, guys, so three minutes long. 
when we get back, I'm going to start really putting uh, Marlene's feet to the fire about her take on a lot of uh, spooky things. So don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Last segment. Boy, I wish all of you out there uh, listening could be a fly on the wall in the KCOR studio and listen to the uh, the banter back and forth between my guest and the uh, station manager on men. Um, just you know, <laughs> very. I've got my I've got my idea for my next book for me too. <laughs> so anyway, um, and I'm just joking, but. You have so much. Let's get um, the book out of the way. I mean, there's so many books, but of course I'm going to pick out the one that you so graciously uh, asked me to do the forward on. It's called Supernatural Safety. Uh, Love, love, love the book. I told you I'm going to have that book in my travel bag of paranormal stuff that I take with me to cases, and it's in there, believe me. I believe everyone should have a copy of that book who um, uh, is a passionate and diehard paranormal investigator Mm -hmm. and for all the right reasons, not just the bandwagoner, fly-by-night Ghostbuster who's just now getting into the field because it seems to be cool. You watch the shows. Um, This is a great book for you. Once again, it's called Supernatural Safety by Marlene Pardo Pelliser. Uh, great book. Let's talk about your inspiration, your personal inspiration for writing that book. Well, because of all the experience, you know, I've come across sometimes people, you know, that will call me in on paranormal investigations throughout the years, Sean. And indeed, there was either nothing going on or it was residual or it was just they had moved into a place, maybe that stuff had gone on and they, it was something that they could have handled, but people wigged out. And to be honest with you, by the time, if they, there's certain circumstances that if they need to call you in, I say, this is not a DIY. Like, don't, don't, you know, you need to get help. So, in other words, in the paranormal field, there's certain situations that I say, you need to go and get help of this type. This is not a DIY. But there's a lot of other things that people sometimes also, if, if in, in, uh, and I'm sure you've run across it, if there's something paranormal going on, doesn't necessarily have to be malevolent, but people sometimes feel very disempowered or they feel helpless. And one of the things that I've found is that when people feel that way, whether it's a person or a family, it makes the situation worse. Yeah, absolutely. With whatever is going on there. Okay, so, and like I say, you know, even if you get, whether it's a paranormal team or clergy to come in and help you, you are the person that has to stay living there. And these are things that you can do before, during, and after, even if you do get help, to keep yourself clear, to um, not feed whatever is there, if there is something there. Because unfortunately, a lot of this, not all the time, but the fear, helplessness, it can drive a wedge between the family members and it can just escalate what the, sometimes even the manifestations of what's going on. And especially if it's got a darker aspect to it. Um, part of the, one of the things that I'm, I'm gonna, for example, 
one of the things that I call the Trojan horse is when you have uh, manifestations that appear initially like it's ch a childlike. And I explain personally, whenever I hear that, oh, we think it's a child or I, my alarm bells go off because I find that many, many, many times this is the way that uh, an intelligent uh, negative entity will gain entry is because people, as, as human beings, we let our guards down and we think of a child. We either yeah. feel sorry because it's a child, we don't feel it's threatened even if it's a ghost, and people have to be really, really careful when they have that aspect to something that's going on, you know, as far as a paranormal event, I caution them. As a matter of fact, I even say, don't communicate with it. Um, you know, or, or you hear, you know how sometimes you hear about a child in the family saying, oh, that they ha are seeing or talking to another child and maybe the family will uh, initially think, oh, it's an imaginary playmate. And then later on, at some point, they I say you, that's still no guarantee. This you could have an entity that disguises itself as a child. Okay, and the other aspect of this is, if it is a child, there are instances where you will have uh, a child entity that will either try to entice the living child to do something to have it join it as a spirit itself, or will want to usually the mother i'm going to say it's usually the mother figure want that parent only for themselves yeah okay uh and usually what that means is getting rid of the competition okay because maybe that child in life didn't have enough affection wasn't taken care of so they had they have a very deep hunger even in spirit form for that type of caretaking and affection and I've, you know, I've run across that. So, you know, those are circumstances, again, that I caution people that what they have to be careful of. But the flip side of it is, and I, and I know you remember I sent you the first, first you have to discount what is not supernatural, like call in an electrician, okay? Look for regular reasons why you're experiencing whatever it is before you go down the road of it's paranormal and but I think that with so many paranormal shows on today, people immediately go there like, oh, it's yeah. a ghost. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and I tell everybody, believe it or not, the last thing you want is for it to be a ghost, even though it sounds so exciting, but it's not really. No. I mean, I, I remember having uh, this one dream that was like, it was a day terror, but I knew I was awake during it. And when I was able to finally get out of bed and walk into my kitchen, I, I went to the, the the closest, I was sleeping in the living room. I went to the closest sink that I could get to, to splash some water on my face and get a big mouthful of water to try and snap myself out of this. And on the window in front of me started an apparition that escalated into a lot more. And I talk about it in my book, but uh, this dream was uh, so bad, but it was re actually reality, that even today, whenever I walk to that kitchen sink and the light on above it is on, wow. it starts flickering on and off whenever I walk up to the sink. Now, if I walk away from the sink and Sharon walks up, it doesn't do it. 
or if it's just on for a while, it doesn't do it. I walk over there to put a dirty plate in the dish or grab a cup of coffee, uh, and it's already on. As soon as I get to that sink, it starts flickering. So um, you got to also be aware of your surroundings and aware of uh, of uh, red flags. If, if you got the spidey senses, you got the you know. There's one thing to have the cold drafts because there's a spirit present, but usually I find that's about all you get. Maybe some smells uh, with them, but when you know you get the hair tug, the scratch, the poke. Um, the really bad goosebumps and the hairs in the back of your neck are going up. Usually that's something different. You start getting nauseous. Oh. Be aware of, of all of that, those red flags. Yes. And that's one of the things that I know that, excuse me, that it's even among paranormal investigators, I, I mention it. If you don't know how to handle that type of uh, supernatural agency or you know, maybe it's a demonic infestation. You need to back out and get help. Okay, and 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 do exactly what you just described. Pay attention to all of this, and you know, stop what it is. It is and regroup. Uh, because there's there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with doing that. And you know, sometimes some paranormal teams they want to come in there and. We can handle everything, and it's like, not really. And they underestimate what they're up against. Well, I've commented. I, th I might have even commented on it in the first hour of the show that a lot of my clients are Ghostbusters, new to the field, didn't really know what they were doing, they were at the wrong place at the wrong time, did and said the wrong thing, and now they're calling me. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, we're, we're all targets. Uh, and you just have to really, really be careful. Um, and now it's just, especially this week, it's been on my mind a lot. Uh, two clients of mine were on my mind. One guy that said he was having a love affair with the ex-wife from a former life who is now with him in spirit. And they do everything, uh, make love, whatever. I mean, he says we do everything as if she was a real person here. And she is real, but just spirit. But then he jumped onto the ghost-busting bandwagon and went to a place, a notoriously haunted place near us out in the desert, where he claims this a woman spirit was too flirtatious with one of the male spirits at the location and invited that spirit to come home with them. Now this male spirit is attacking him because he wants him out of the way, just like you said. Um, he wanted me to come and just get rid of that spirit, but not the one of his ex-wife from another life. And I just told him, no, if I come in there, everybody's got to go. Yeah, exactly. they're, all, they're all not playing nice. Well, one's playing a little bit too nice. But they're not, um, you know, they're not going by the rules, and it's just not healthy. Even if, And he was perfectly happy to be in this, what he thought was a relationship with this ghost. Mm -hmm. um, and who knows what... what would have eventually no he said the ghost was with him most of his life so it's not even like it started fun that's an attachment, Some, that's an attachment. yeah and then turning into something else and then i had a client um whose lifestyle obviously brought on this she also jumped on the bandwagon late uh, and it's just her demeanor i mean her day job was like a party hostess at like a topless bar and uh she was also an escort 
but uh, good, very good at what she did. She told me she wasn't a whore or a prostitute, and I believed her. But something attached to her at this location where she was being, like, inviting to all the spirits to come have a drink with her later, come hang out, let's have fun, to try to spike some activity was something attached onto her. And all it basically did every night was, for lack of a better term, make love to her in spirit form. And it was very frightening at first, and I tried to help her. But eventually, and she said most of the attacks, believe it or not, came when she was at work. Well, it's that environment. And eventually she grew kind of accustomed to it and used to it. And now it's kind of just an accepted thing because nothing I told her to do apparently worked to get rid of it. So she sought help elsewhere, and it didn't, that didn't work either. Mm-hmm. But in your opinion, what are these dangers of these people that full, are, are in what they would describe to you full-blown love affairs with a spirit, men and women, and they're okay with it? No, I, 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 I'm going to say something. They're, that, they're, that's not a human spirit that they're with. I'm going to tell you something, Sean, for a spirit or something intangible to be able to do that, you're talking usually a non-human entity, okay, that ultimately has got all... And I'm sure people have heard of succubus and incubus and et cetera, et cetera. It's something along those lines. And people don't realize that these things can disguise themselves as human-like or take on the appearance or characteristics of an ex-lover or whatever, the ex-wife in a prior lifetime. But usually, regular old dead people don't can't not muster it for that long, that kind of um, interaction with living human beings. So both of them, I'm going to tell you, uh, they're, they're in big trouble. They might not realize it, but they really, really are deep yeah. trouble. Yeah. And ultimately what these all these spirits want is possession, total possession of them. Physically. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And um sometimes it takes a complete life change. I know people don't want to oh, hear yes. that. Yes, it does. But, uh, it does. Well, this this girl is very good at what she does and she's done it for a long time. She's not going to and makes good money at it. She's not going to change her occupation. And the guy, you know, uh well, well, like he yeah. said, he only he wanted to he only wanted you to get rid of one and keep the other, right? Is what you yeah. were saying? Uh, okay. <laughs> Which is to believe it or not, probably the more dangerous one is the one that he wants to keep. He possibly, you know. And yeah, that 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 could that could present a problem, and uh, I I mean, I hate to say it, I mean, there's a lot of things that can bring this about. Whether, you know, they've got a weak aura, there's something that, something about that situation feeds their soul. It's, it's, it's a dynamic. I, I don't think it's just that lucky you, boom. I mean, there's something there that brings it about. Uh, and sometimes people go their whole lifetimes, Sean, and I'm sure you've gone across this, uh, basically uh, being oppressed and obsessed, if not if not an outright possession. Uh, they never get they never get rid of it because like that friend of yours, they they kind of romanticize somehow or other this connection that they have with this thing. And you can just watch them 
slowly. If if you're if you're close enough with them that you know them over a long period of time, you can watch uh, it sucking the life out of them. Yes, yes, it is. It yeah, does. it's. Well, switching gears here in the short time we come back, and I'm guilty of this, you know, I, um, you know, God forgive me for saying this, and mom and dad, uh, I hope you're uh, resting in peace, I don't mean to conjure, but, you know, I wish my parents were still here, I know they're in heaven, and my sister all the time says, listen, you're going to be visited a lot by mom and dad, but no conjuring, so I never do that, but that seems to be number two on the most popular list of mistakes is that some of these people, some people are so missing their loved ones that have passed on. They indulge in these, um, you know, for lack of a better term, all different forms of conjuring, whether it be um, going to a psychic medium or attending seances or just trying to conjure them on their own. And I've found especially with loved ones, ancestors that I've had here in visitation and so forth, they're going to come. Right. When the time is right and exactly. you need them to be there for something, they're going to be there. But it is wrong to conjure because now you're totally, you know, opening yourself up to anything sure. uh, to come down. Um, what What would you say to people out there that, want some type of advice from you on how they can um, function missing their loved ones so bad, but not falling in to that conjuring trap. Well, you know what? I think that most people are in most danger of that when it's a, when they've recently lost somebody that they're in a lot of pain and people don't realize that sometimes as much pain that the spirit of that person might stay behind trying to console you or take care of you because they maybe they feel and basically you're not letting them go on their way so it takes a lot of courage especially if you really truly love that person to say in your mind or in your prayers I'm going to be okay I miss you but I'm going to be okay you need to go uh, versus what a lot of people says don't leave me stay behind because sometimes they actually do do that okay and they become enmeshed in your aura and you don't want that if you truly love somebody you let them ascend and like you said later on at some point they come back and visit but they're not earthbound uh, trapped between one you know this place and where they should be which is in the presence of the divine and it takes a lot of courage for the people that are left behind to do that you know like you know have you've heard of people when they're in the process of dying that the families will gather around they say it's okay to go yeah. You need to say that even after they're dead. It's okay to go. Be on your way. I will be okay. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, it's it takes, like I said, a lot of courage, especially if you're grieving, to be able to keep that in mind. Yeah, it is tough. It's, it's uh, and I know that, gosh, uh, you know, I've lost track of how many people I know that are in that exact situation and, and there's nothing really you can say and you don't want to seem like a an insensitive jerk getting on them about it but um it is it's it's, uh, it's very difficult uh like it's when you're not those even if you've had losses yourself like easier said than done when you're not the one in emotional pain but it's almost like 
when you do it for their own good because believe it or not the spirit of the deceased they see somebody suffering a lot and they might stay behind to console you or you know or to take care of you unless you like to urge them to be on their way yeah because well listen this the point has come in the show where i don't want it to end without me reminding you once again and i know i tell you all the time how much i love you and respect you and you're going to be back um I thank you for coming on the second hour of tonight. Uh, yeah, I could do a whole series with you. You know that. Yes. But I know you're so busy. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, I have a lot of people out there now doing uh, forms of what they say are forms of conjuring that they're not actually asking the spirit to come down. They're giving okay. them you know, like squiring with the mirror in front of them or looking mm -hmm. into the bowl of liquid or looking into crystal balls, things of that nature. Not actually conducting a seance, but giving them doorways and avenues. But that's still bad. You're giving whatever yes. a doorway and an avenue yes. uh, to come through. But they say, well, I'm just looking for a vision. I'm yeah. just waiting for a vision to come. I just want to see my loved one. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you have If to... you're not going to communicate, right. you have then to... the a lot of times people don't realize that between the time the person passes away and that they have to give it a little bit of downtime. And that's sometimes, again, it's very difficult to do when you're in pain and you just want to somehow soothe that pain a little bit. You know, and so people sometimes do anything they can just to alleviate, you know, what they're feeling, which is understandable. But, and before I forget, I want to mention something real quick, Sean. And I'm going to get off subject. Uh, I recently um, was reached out to a, by a casting uh, personnel that they're looking for psychic kids. They're putting a new show together. Okay. And mm -hmm. they can go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I have the information posted on there and where to contact. And it's for families with children between the ages of 8 to 16 who have psychic abilities. Uh, and... If uh, they have something along those lines, they can just go on my website. The information is there. And then they, from there, they can jump over and contact them directly. But they are looking. This is for something that's going to be airing uh, the last part of 2019. So it's going to go into production soon. So Very cool. That sounds psychic cool. Psychic kids. Psychic kids. And they need help, too. Just yes, like they everybody. Do. They do. Uh -huh. God, they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what else? Other other than that, what's the best way people can reach out to you? They can go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com or Marlene at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. And I have ways, you know, email. What You know, that's, that's, I pay attention to my emails. I might be slow in returning the emails, but I pay attention okay. to them. Well, we're about to run out of time. You know I love you, everybody. Likewise. This was the wonderful Marlene Pardo Pelliser. Stories of the Supernatural. She's one you want to pay attention to and follow. I'll be here next week with another live, all-new episode of Vegas Supernatural. My guest is the one and only from hyperspace right here on this network, Solaris Blue Raven. So everybody stay blessed. Be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you were today. Love one another. Stop the violence. God bless you all. Vegas strong, and I'll talk to you all next week. Good night, everyone. On the road with T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Whether you're cruising through Nashville on I-40, 
heading down I-90 to Boston, or touring Santa Cruz in the 5, you'll be covered by the largest 5G network. T-Mobile covers the most interstate highway miles in America with 5G. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Most reliable according to independent third-party Umla from crowdsourced user experience data from January to July 2021. Fastest according to Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G user experience report July 2021. Own the road with T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Whether you're cruising through Nashville on I-40, heading down I-90 to Boston, or touring Santa Cruz in the 5, you'll be covered by the largest 5G network. T-Mobile covers the most interstate highway miles in America with 5G. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Most reliable according to independent third-party Umla from crowdsourced user experience data from January to July 2021. Fastest according to Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G user experience report July 2021.